Welcome to a Meet Me at the Movies Extra. Noel T. Manning II are hanging out with Thomas Manning, and we are talking about the Marvels. Uh, it is uh, in theaters now, and man, it's hard to believe, Thomas, the 33rd film in the uh, MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 15 years. Uh, that's a long time, man, to be carrying a basically a, a story thread that has found a way to continue through film and also through television. Yeah, so basically with the MCU just does this two more times, you know, two more times of 15 years and 33 movies. They'll be right at 100 movies. <laughs> your math. Dude, you're good on math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Part of the Math Academy back in uh, middle school, right? Uh, yeah, fifth grade at uh, Springmore Elementary on the math team. We won math day. That was a really great time. And <laughs> you, this, and you, this you, is you, elementary school <laughs> math still. It is. And you actually hit the peak then. So you peaked I in did. fifth grade. So, so that, that's all where this knowledge is coming <laughs> from. Exactly. I retained it, and that's all I needed. So let's talk about this movie. Uh, the Marvels, and uh, you know, you and I both really enjoyed uh, Captain Marvel when we first got to see that character on screen, uh, and we've seen, uh, I guess, the Marvel, the Marvel sisters uh, through through TV in one way or another, and and now they're all together for the first time. Yeah, so we got Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, played by Brie Larson, and I think we both enjoyed her solo film a few years ago, and then seeing her pop up in the Avengers, and uh, yes, yeah, she's. Um, I, we really enjoy Brie Larson's screen presence and just what she brings to this character. And then you mentioned the other uh, Marvels. Um, you have Monica Rambeau, um, also known as Proton, and uh, we saw her in WandaVision. And uh, then um, Kamala Khan, who is um, you know the Miss Marvel character, and uh, she's kind of a teenage um, and teenage character who idolizes Captain Marvel. And so, you know, fate has kind of brought them all together and they all realize um, through some sort of cosmic uh, cosmic energy that's connecting them and binding them. Um, they, anytime at this point, you know, when we enter this movie, um, there's something that ha has happened that anytime they use their powers, they swap bodies uh, in a sense, <laughs> we're not swap bodies, but swap positions in space. Yes, swap, swap locations. Yes, exactly. So it, it's yeah. Freaky Friday, but it's 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 basically the transporter. Yes, it's, it's yeah. Star Trek's tram, transporter. So if you use your power, you go into the Star Trek universe. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> that's not right, but it's still the same concept. You're transporting. Yeah, I wasn't yourself. even paying attention when you said the Star Trek universe. So <laughs> I was going to agree with you when we could have kept it there, but. Anyway, you know, there are some sequences in this movie that are very delightful and have, you know, incredible creative expressions directed by Naya DaCosta. And I think she's a great filmmaker. And uh, when in the moments when her confident style really shines through in this movie, I think is when it's really clicking and it's easier to connect with. Um, and there are also some intriguing ideas with the character of Carol Danvers um, and this inner conflict she has. There's a lot of unresolved guilt and remorse she feels for these choices she's made in the past. Um, and those were choices that in the moment she thought she was making the right decisions. But her actions actually ended up having negative lasting effects that in ways she didn't anticipate. Um, so there's a lot of potential here. All of these you know, surface level ideas that if you explored them in, with more depth and I think this film would have worked a lot better for me, but a lot was sound like a lot was going on. Yeah, it was. Um, and the movie doesn't put in the work 
to make you feel the weight of any of this. Okay. And it pretty much expects you to do all the work yourself as the viewer, even though it's not putting in the effort itself. And um, which was a bit of a letdown. So was that, do you feel that from your perspective, did that feel like lazy filmmaking? Not not lazy filmmaking. I think the editing was where okay. where this film really falls apart. And I think at some point, um, at some point in the process of developing this narrative, you know, it could have been maybe if you could probably add thirty minutes to this film and flesh out the story a whole lot better and have the emotions hitting where they should. Um, but which usually is not my complaint with yeah. blockbusters. Usually my complaint is, yeah, you could have cut out 20 minutes here, but here it's an hour and 45, and I just felt like it was kind of chopped to bits, and I don't know if that's studio interference or just um, you know poor editing or, or if they're trying to fit all the pieces together for, with the way the MCU release schedule keeps changing. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, the way I put it is that this film has limited creative oxygen um, and it's not allowed to breathe and not allowed to get that creative oxygen wow. that it should. So. Wow. Well, one of the things you, you, you texted to me is kind of as soon as it was over related to, to feeling like you're on this treadmill that was going, you know, incredibly fast. And then all of a sudden it would, you know, you, you'd have to slow down to, to kind of walk and it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, and I, I think that kind of ties into you not being able to kind of, catch your breath and kind of breathe through this? Yeah, yeah. It's like a treadmill starts out like, you know, one mile per hour, and then all of a sudden 12 miles per hour, no warning whatsoever. And it's like action, action, action. But then it's like, okay, slow down just for one second. We've got to have this small emotional moment. Uh, just kidding. Action more, action more, action right. more. So, that, so that's where <laughs> so, you feel yeah. like the editing yeah. and, and the pacing of it really did uh, impact your perspective uh, and, and your overall appreciation of the film. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, one note I do have to make, um, even despite all of this, Iman Vellani, uh, you know, the young actress who plays uh, Miss Marvel, she is absolutely brilliant. Uh, her her charm is just effortless. And um, everything, every time she's on screen, every time that she's given a chance to really just, you know, just showcase her chops as an actor, um, that's when I think the movie is firing at you know, firing at its best, but, um, just she's surrounded by other moments that just, um, yeah, just don't wear the way they should, which is, you really enjoyed, uh, her TV series as well. A lot. I mean, you, you were just from, from the beginning of that, you were just kind of in love with that series. Yeah. It's, it's just a great, it's a coming of age story. And, um, the, I love the way that series uses, um, hand-drawn animation and uh, kind of uses what the mind, the creative mind of someone that young would feel um, because she is a very creative person and you kind of see that reflected in the actual filmmaking and the storytelling. And there is a moment early on in this film where it uses that same style and uses some of the hand-drawn animation as she's kind of like telling her story and recapping what's going on. And at that point, I was like, okay, if the whole movie retains this sense of expression then i could really find myself enjoying it but they kind of just dropped that after 
that you know that opening bit with introduction to her character. So for those who have not seen WandaVision, for those who have not seen um, Ms. Marvel, can they uh, appreciate this film for what it is, or do you feel like they're really missing something by not not uh, seeing those series? I think you can watch it and understand it um, because there are just you know small moments that basically tell you what you need to know about these characters' backstories. Um, so yeah, I think you can watch it and still comprehend what's going on. Um, but I don't know that if even if you do have all that background knowledge, um, I don't know how much it really adds to the to the experience. Well, let me ask you this: one more, one more thing relating to the the MCU. Do you feel do you feel that there's an oversaturation that you that it's so much to keep up with now because we've got uh, the the you know, st- uh, series on Disney Plus we've got all you know all the films there's a lot going on we mentioned thirty um, you third know, film in the franchise and, and if you count the series you know how many series does that add to it over fifteen years there's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, and I don't even know if oversaturation is a problem. It's just that they, I don't know if there's a laziness involved or just um, more focus on quantity over quality. But earlier this year, we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is one of my favorite movies of the year period, one of my favorite MCU movies out of, you know, 15 years. Uh, But then we have stuff something like this movie or something like Quantumania which we were both disappointed by and um it's a hit and miss yeah yeah it really is which didn't used to be because pretty much every time in the first you know decade of the MCU that we went to see a new film that we'd walk away with pretty we walk away pretty energized and having great conversations about it and just you know feeling good about where we're headed and um now just kind of walked away from the past, you know, a few of the recent projects, just feeling deflated. Yeah, so. I mean, and I'll say this for for me, uh, MCU, uh, the early MCU, and I'd, I'd say you know even the you know the first ten years or so, uh, it was appointment film viewing for me. I, I, I wanted to go whenever there was an early screening of it, when there was a critic screening or even a you know, early screening that would invite uh, you know the, the the public, radio winners, things like that. I felt like I have to be there. I have to be there. And with for me, the the misses that that we've talked about, um, I, I don't necessarily feel that it's the case for me anymore. And and, and I haven't quite put my finger on it. Maybe because I, I do feel like I've seen uh, a lot of uh, mediocre, average, maybe a little above average. Uh, films when uh, there were so many really solid ones uh, for so long, and so maybe that's part of it for me. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to check it out, of course, but I didn't feel like I had to be there because I knew you were going to be there. You're going to be giving a, a review of it, so I, I didn't really have the sense of okay, I w- really want to experience this with my son. Which you know, I <laughs> you don't you don't feel like that anyway. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you got a chance to check it out. And any other comments you want to make sure you share before you provide your uh, rating for the Marvels? Um, just that I did come into this movie optimistic, and um, I don't want to discourage other people from going to watch it because I definitely I think for younger audiences, um, 
to see themselves reflected in certain ways on screen. I think that's important, and um, I think they could really appreciate, um, you know, seeing three female heroes together. Um, that's not something we've really seen like this cinematically before just on, on this scale. Um, so, yeah, I think that's important to have that representation. Um, and, you know, just personally for me, I wish that I had enjoyed everything around the film a lot more and that, um, you know, I had connected with the rest of it. So um, still, yeah, if if you want to, you know, take your take your daughter to go see this movie, I think that is important and, you know, can be a very positive thing. And, and we you know, we have a lot of uh, film film critic friends, entertainment, uh, entertainment journalist uh, friends as well. Uh, and and there has to there has tended to be a little mixed um, the mixed ratings for this. There's some who are loving it, some that are just kind of in that middle um, middle area. I haven't seen anybody that just says they absolutely hate it, uh, and I haven't looked at all of them out there. But um, well, where where are you settling in with this, Thomas? Pretty much right down the middle. Um, a C plus rating is what I would give it, um, which is, as I alluded to earlier, probably around the same rating I gave to Ant Man Quantum Mania earlier this year. So um, yeah, compared to other Marvel projects that I usually give B plus or above, this is on the lower end at a C plus. Okay, uh, the Marvels in theaters now. That's Thomas Manning's uh, rating a C plus. For that from the Meet Me at the Movies Extra. We appreciate you spending time with us. You can always uh, check out uh, our TV shows on C19 TV and listen to the radio versions on WGWG.org. And you can also uh, check out uh, Thomas uh, and I on Screen Scene on WNCW uh, each Thursday at 7.30 a.m. Until next time, uh, for screen scene for Meet Me at the Movies and anything else that we decide to do relating to movies for Thomas Manning. I'm an old team man in the second. That's a wrap. Come and meet me at the movies.